Hello and welcome to First and Twelve with your host, Forrest Dens. First and Twelve is brought to you by the true Mrs. Caveman and also Caveman's Corner Podcast. And now, Forrest Dens. So, uh, Super Bowl just happened. It was uh, yesterday, Sunday. Pretty boring Super Bowl, though. We saw the Rams. How boring was it? Pretty boring. What we, were you doing during the Super Bowl? What? What were you doing during the Super Bowl? Halfway through, I gave up on it. Like, the commercials weren't good. The game wasn't good, so I just played my Switch. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is not the best podcast start, but let's go. We saw the Rams lose 13-3 to to the Patriots. Quite unexpected, in my point of view, to be honest. I really thought the Rams would put on a show at least, but not really. What do you think? What did I think? I thought the game was exciting because I like defensive football, unlike you, you young millennial scumbag that likes like, to see everyone score touchdowns and nobody get hit. I like defensive plays too, but I don't like it during the Super Bowl, and there wasn't any big defensive plays like touchdowns. We, we really just saw two teams like getting stuffed every play. I thought what you saw was great coaching on both sides of the ball. Or not both sides of the ball, but both coaching from both teams, you know, uh, the Patriots had a great defensive um, game plan for the Rams, and the Rams had a really good uh, defensive plan for the Patriots. They both did a really good job holding each other to points, but the Patriots liked those kind of games. Yeah. I was actually happy that the Patriots won. Really? Yeah, because I want Gronk to retire, I want Brady to retire, I want Belichick to retire, so the Bills can actually do good. Uh, Gronk might retire, but he's the only one on that team that's going to retire after the Super Bowl this year. Or have any chance to, I think. I truly believe that Tom Brady is going to try to play till he's like 45, which is a couple more years. And Edelman, I think Edelman still has a few years in the tank. So Yeah, but he's an MVP, so he uh, might be looking for more loot. Maybe. Even if he moves, though, he'll still, he could move into our division. Like, he could, could stay in our division and go to the Jets or the Dolphins, both teams that are looking to rebuild and improve. Teams on the rise, like the Buffalo Bills. So it'll be interesting to see where, how the Patriots team really all shakes out. Uh, it didn't work out that we could do this before the game, but what did you have? Uh, what was your prediction for the game? Um, I I'm pretty sure I had it 31-27 Rams winning. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure I had um twenty eight to twenty four, the Patriots winning. Yeah. I didn't really like that game. I mean, there was a lot of pressure, and the quarterbacks just couldn't really get anything. Running backs couldn't get anything. Uh, If you didn't see the game, uh, you didn't miss out on too much. Basically, what I saw in the game is two really good defensive schemes, like you were saying, and uh, both defenses had the ability to shut down the opposing offense. So really not too much offense was getting done. It was mostly defense and short plays trying to get the job done. I was really waiting for Gurley to bust some loose, but he didn't really get on the field that much. Uh, he must really be having some trouble with that knee. Yeah, either the knee or like the Rams were forced to pass so early yeah. that he just didn't see much action. They were never forced. The score was so close. They didn't really need to pass. They weren't forced to. They were just yeah. uh, they weren't really giving the ball to Gurley. He did have that great run that they called back on the holding, the BS holding. Yeah. What did you think of that hit that they call unnecessary roughness? I thought that was bunk. Or uh, oh. 
the like um the hit on the defenseless player yeah i didn't see that penalty on anybody i mean people were saying that's on Nikel roby coleman mm-hmm. but like people tackle like that all the time and don't get penalized the referee must have saw something that was outside the camera frame that we couldn't see and just called it on the wrong they player. Ha- they actually, I know you weren't really listening to the game. You were just kind of watching it. They were saying that it was because he didn't, he wasn't a runner yet. Yeah, he wasn't quite he, a runner yet. And yeah. they made, they, he made contact to the helmet when he wasn't a runner. But I don't, if you get the ball, dude, you should get tackled. That that's, wasn't that's even football. I know. People have made that tackle in the regular season probably dozens of times and not got a flag. So I think it's kind of ridiculous that all of a sudden you're going to give a flag to a player who made a pretty generic tackle here's the thing i think that um football players are paid an exorbitant amount of money right and a lot of people say they pay too much i don't think they're paid too much money i think they're paid enough money but i mean maybe they should even get more money i think maybe even get paid more because they're like football players but basketball players especially because i think that they're getting paid enough because a lot of that money might end up going to medical bills or issues that they're going to have when they're older from all the contact. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, but they're, they need to put it on the line when it's time to play. Like, I'm a professional fighter. Like, I know I'm going to have problems later on, and I accept those because that's what I want to do. I love the I love the sport, and I didn't get paid like they did, you know? Yeah. If, um, if you're going to get paid like that, I mean, that's the price you're going to pay. And... They can't take all the hits out of football or people aren't going to watch them and there's not going to be that money in there for the, the, the players. Yeah, the you know? real big issues is the helmet-to-helmet contact and the quarterback hits. This year, they're still trying to figure it out. Oh, my God, that fake hit on Brady in the playoffs for yeah. 15 when they like he whiffed on touching his face mask and they mm-hmm. gave a 15-yard penalty. They're still trying to figure that out because, I mean, the Brady thing, they're not still trying to figure out. That's just because he's Brady. But a lot of the calls that you saw that were a little bit questionable, um, the refs didn't really have a great idea of what they were calling with the helmet-to-helmet rule and the quarterbacks being having to put so gently down. Uh, it's a new thing, and I think we'll be able to see it implemented much better in the years to come. All right, some questions we got from the game. Brady, best quarterback of all time. Yeah, I mean, obviously. It's it's pretty close between him and Joe Montana. What do you think I would happen under- Joe Montana would play in today's era? Joe Montana wouldn't get crushed in today's era. I mean, because the, the way that the offenses were running are based off of the defenses, and that's still how it is today. The game evolves around each side of the game. If the offense does something new, the defense has to do something new. If the defense is doing something new, the offense has to try something else. So the game has evolved so much that maybe the way that he plays would work, or maybe it wouldn't work. So I think uh, based on his athleticism and arm, though, in his prime, he may be able to succeed. I think Montana was a better quarterback than Brady, to be honest with you. What do you I think do. about Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning's a really good quarterback. He's not Brady Montana's status. He's good. He's really good. I um, don't, I don't f- know about Manning. I, I think he's really, really good, man. He's, he's awesome. Um, I mean, the thing about Brady and um, Montana is they're both winners, right? Unquestionably, the best Super Bowl quarterbacks in history. They both play a very intellectual game, they're yeah. very smart. Um, most, they didn't have the best talent of all time. Neither one of them had like cannon arms. Both had good arms. They both read defenses really, really well. And Montana played in an era where quarterbacks got destroyed. Not like today. 
I think Montana's career would be elongated. He would play more games. He would be more protected. He would hit more passes. I think, I still think Montana's a better quarterback. Well, but I think Brady's got to be considered the best quarterback of all time just on the wins. Yeah. And the way he runs offense is great. Mm-hmm. About the longevity thing, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure Brady has gotten nailed before and not gotten called. So, I mean, it's fair to say that he yeah, would but, be more protected, but, I mean, it's really based on popularity now because Brady gets some bunk all, calls. All the quarterbacks are protected now. They used to kill quarterbacks, dude. I know. They jump the over tape. the line and knock them out. They take their knees out. It's different. The, the game is different. It yeah. was just meaner back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're all meaner people because we watch a meaner sport growing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Belichick the greatest coach of all time? Um, well, Sean McVay's on the rise. Him and Bill Walsh are pretty closely tied right now for number one. If Sean McVay continues to coach the way he's been coaching, he's going to start to seep into some of the greatest coaches of all time. But I think Bill Walsh and Bill Belichick are kind of similar coaches in a way, and they both adapt to their opponent's game, and they watch all the film, and their game is more based on strategy rather than, like, an Al Davis-style Raiders where you're getting as many powerful, explosive plays as you can because you have the best athletes The best in the criminals league. in the league. I mean, athletes. <laughs> All right, so another question for you. It's 20 years ago. Uh, so it's 1999. You are the owner of a brand-new franchise. You have the choice to take Brady or Belichick. Who do you take? Belichick. Why? Belichick gives me more time that I can use him. Brady is going to be out after 20, 25 years. Belichick, if I hire him in 1999, I still get 30, 40 years out of him probably. Also, Brady's a really good quarterback, and he's made even better by Belichick. So really, if I get a decent quarterback and a good quarterback's coach along the later along the line, Brady, I can end up with my own Brady. What if Brady retires, Tyrod Taylor goes to the Patriots, and he wins a Super Bowl on his play? He's starting quarterback. I won't be they surprised. They go like 15-1. I honestly won't be surprised. He might fit in New England, to be honest, because he's a quarterback that hangs onto the ball, and he throws a lot of checkdowns. So if they kept the offense the same for him, he might not go to the Super Bowl, but he'll definitely find success there. Would that make him the greatest coach of all time? Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. I don't what know. What if they get Nate Peterman and Nate Peterman wins a Super Bowl goal and goes 15-1? and That's not only the greatest coach of all time. That is That would be the most amazing quarterbacks coach in the history of the NFL. Like If you could have a quarterbacks coach and Belichick helping Peterman... And you end up winning a Super Bowl with him, I'd be completely amazed. That would be a huge turnaround for Peterman. All right, let's go back into your predictions. So, you said the Pats would be 12-4, and four, have the number one offense, have the number three defense, and be 2-0 and oh against the Bills. I'm pretty sure most of that happened. Uh, let me check real quick what the standings were in the NFC East. Uh, AFC East. AFC East. Never mind. Uh, the Patriots went 11-5, and five, so I got pretty close with that. Pretty close. All right. You had the Jets at 5-11. and 11. Uh, The Jets were 4-12. and 12. 
pretty close. You had the Dolphins at three and thirteen. So they won seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie! We don't like the Dolphins here. Squish the fish. The Dolphins didn't look good before the season. No. They look like a hot mess. And you had the Bills going six wins, nine losses, and one tie. They and mean, I asked you why you said a tie, but and you wouldn't even tell me what team they were going to tie with. But I th- I'm pretty sure I did, but it's probably something stupid. Yeah. It, they went six and ten. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. And you had them. They were going to be the third-ranked offense in the AFC East, not the NFL, and the number one-ranked defense. And that was not close to happening. Uh, That... Th- that was actually really close to happening because they were the fourth offense, so they were the s- they were the. S- I had them as second worst. The only team that, yeah, the there was only one team, so we were at the bottom. So I'm only one spot away on that. We actually were the second best defense in the entire league. I mean division. We allowed 374 points, while the New England Patriots allowed 325. The Miami Dolphins allowed 433, and the New York Jets allowed 441 points. Well, color me corrected. <laughs> so what do you think about the Bills this year? Um, I think they were a little bit of a hot mess when Josh Allen got hurt. I think they were a little bit of a hot mess in the beginning of the season. I still think they're a little bit of a hot mess, but we have our quarterback. And I think if we build our offensive line, we have a good quarterback. I think LaShawn McCoy will improve greatly next season. The, the Bills are much maligned about their line. What do you think about their line? I give them an excuse. What do you mean, do you mean by maligned? That they um, did not have a great offensive line and they should have done a better job with the offensive line. This year? Yes. That, no doubt. That being said, they lost Woods with a neck injury that they didn't plan on. Uh, who else did they lose? Incognito. Incognito. Cordy Glenn, but he wasn't playing that good right. for what he was getting paid. So you lost two two starters to stuff you did not anticipate. You anticipated those two and Cordy Glenn. So you're losing three starters and you know in the off season at a point where it's hard to replace them. So I'm gonna give the- actually Cordy Glenn wasn't that hard to replace. No, well. I mean, that's still three guys you got to replace. That's yeah. three, you know, that's a whole but new offensive line. But we had Deion Dawkins in place already. Yeah. And we had, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So that's, you know, I give him a pass on the offensive line. What do you think about the uh, decision to start Nate Peterman? That was so stupid. Yeah, well, they caught him now, so. Bye-bye. That, that was so stupid. He threw, like, nine picks within two games. <laughs> I, I thought maybe he had a chance. He gives us a glimpse of hope every preseason. Yeah. And then he just ends up sucking in the regular season because the pressure is too much for him. Yeah. We're we're going we, in the past two years we've gone against teams with really good defenses throughout the season or at least decent defenses. Mm-hmm. So Peterman hasn't really been able to have a field day because we just haven't had a bad defense and that's the only way he's going to do well. What do you think about the development of our future, Josh Allen? Let me read off his stats. Oh boy. He had he was 169 of 320 for 2,074 yards. That's it. Yeah. He only got 2,000. He was out for a couple games. I know. I thought he'd for more than that, man. He he had a 52.81 percent completion percentage, 10 <laughs> touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. From a throwing perspective, he didn't look too good across the season. But judging from this, based on the amount of touchdowns we started to see him throw towards the end of the season. His throwing actually improved quite a bit. I would say I've seen at least four touchdowns, good thrown touchdowns, dropped in the end zone. 
Zay Jones dropped two that I can think of right now. And I'm pretty sure Calvin Benjamin dropped at least two. We only dropped, according to this website called hosted.stats.com, we had... Talking to the mic, host. We had 16 drops, and there were 17 teams with more drops than us. I don't believe that stat. I don't think... Maybe 16 that are in their hands, but there there were some great balls that were dropped this year. I can think of huge plays that we gave up where Josh Allen threw a good ball, you know, it's in the guy's hands, and he drops it. I think I can actually believe that stat because we just didn't throw a whole lot with Josh Allen. He really, when you look at his stats again, he only had 320 attempts. attempts. Yeah. And when you look at how many attempts he was throwing in the beginning of the season, I think he was he might have been throwing a couple more. And in the beginning of the season, I mean, he had a terrible, like, aim. Yeah, Zay Jones, I remember he dropped, like, that 45-yard pass. And then a couple plays later, he dropped, like, that touchdown, another deep touchdown. I remember that game. Uh, yeah. I remember I sat down and I was bitching with Mr. James from work about it. Zay uh, Jones actually had a good year as I pull up the stats here. I think he got better, but he had a rough start to the season. He definitely got better. I'm at his stats now, and he had 56 receptions for 652 yards with a long of 57 yards and seven touchdowns, and he had an average of 11.6. Does it have a game breakdown? No, I'm just on the website All with right. the stats. I bet you that uh, as you go, go through the second half of the season, the stats improved dramatically. Yeah. He was much better, but he's still not where he needs to be for... Uh, I mean, I guess he is for first-round pick. He's second-round pick. Second-round pick? Oh, yeah, he's doing He's smoking. I, mean, I don't know nothing about the Bills, apparently. Good thing you're the host. I Sound mean, like, like a retard. He definitely got much better. Like, even in the beginning of the season, I think he was so much better than he was in the end of the last blame, season. Do you blame the Bills for Calvin Benjamin? A little bit. Not 100%. Maybe, like, 10 20%. Because when you look at him, he's going from South Carolina to Buffalo. He wasn't performing at his top. Contract year. Yeah, he wasn't performing at his top, though, when we got him. And it's kind of suspicious that while the Panthers are in the hunt for the playoffs, they drop a major receiver. So maybe that's a hint that things weren't going too well inside the facility and maybe yeah. his work ethic had dropped. Bill still need a receiver. Charles we, Clay's not the answer yeah. either. We did need a receiver, and I can definitely see why we picked him up. Let, I'm, go ahead. I'm still at the stats. You mentioned Charles Clay. He only had 21 catches, and he didn't even have 200 yards. So, I mean, I and he had no touchdowns. So, that's pretty sad. Here's the thing. I do not think Charles Clay is a bad player. He's not. I think he's, he's getting paid too much, right? Overpaid. Yeah, exactly, for what he does. And, you know, like... I like him, and I like having him on my team, but not for that much money. Yeah. And that's just the reality of the financial aspect of football. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we live in the age of the salary cap. I, When I started watching football at your age, they didn't have a salary cap. It was way better. But then you had dynasty teams, and no one ever went anywhere. So if your team is just terrible, they were terrible forever. What was your next question that you were going to ask? My next question, and um, pretty much, because, I mean, we could go into the defense for hours. The defense played awesome, I think. I don't think we really need to talk about the defense uh, too much. I do want to talk about the defense go real ahead. quick. Go for it. You're the host. Um, you tell me. You tell me. 
we are missing a lot of pieces in the second half of the season. Teron Johnson was in and out for basically the entire season. Milano missed at least eight games, so that's half the season's games. I really think that Milano is a star, and he is he is a huge hit for a fifth-round pick. Like, he's playing phenomenal for what we drafted him at. Uh, he might ask for some money, but, I mean, we should pay him, in my opinion. Also, Teron Johnson, uh, I think he was kind of the surprise of our draft. We knew Josh Allen would be good and he would develop, uh, but Teron Johnson came out of nowhere, and he was probably the best tackling cornerback on our team. I think he had the best tackles, and he was extremely aggressive when it came to the tackling, and he got the job done for a slot corner. Since we're talking about the defense, I got to holla to Kyle Williams. Thank you for... All your years of football, man. Buffalo loves yeah, you. He's wonderful. He's a wonderful person. All right. So my last question then, you know, you're the the knowledge about football in the 716. Do you think Shady's washed up? No, not at all. I think it's just our line and the way that we play. If we look at his stats, which I'm still at the stats, he had 161 attempts for 514 yards, 3.19 yards per attempt, Three touchdowns rushing. Let's check out his receiving stats, though. He was the team's second best receiver, had the second most catches on the team. He had 34 catches for 238 yards, seven yards per catch, which is pretty decent for a running back, and no touchdowns. But he was an integral part of our receiving core, and I think that's where he really showed that he lost maybe a quarter step. And he's banged up again this year. Yeah. He just doesn't have the line, and he's getting injured too much because of that, and he's too small. Do you think it's a blocking scheme, or do you think it, it's just the linemen themselves? It's the linemen themselves. I mean, we were trying to run zone block before. We got a new coach, and he has power run, Brian Dable, I'm pretty sure, at offensive coordinator. I don't think power run works for Shady as well, but the power blocking, like the blocking for him in this is pretty good. So I think if we had a little bit better line who could open up slightly bigger holes for him, even though he might not run the right way that it says on the sheet, if he can break through, I think he'll do some damage. Predictions for 2019 or 2019, 2020. I mean, these are kind of way too early predictions. To be honest, I think we'll go 8-8. Eight and eight. I think we'll improve a lot. But I just don't think we're going to have enough money and enough drafting. Like, Do we have the most genius. salary cap we've had in a long time available? I know, but the Bills are so like shy when it comes to getting the big diva players because, first of all, they might not want to play here. And second of all, we just don't like to deal with issues, which is not the best thing because we have a quarterback who has a monster arm. We go and grab monster legs, man. He can run for days. 89 attempts for 631 yards, eight touchdowns. Sound too bad to me. But he he has a big arm, and we need we need to grab like a top receiver or draft a good receiver to for him to pass to. But I mean, we really just don't because we don't deal with the personalities well. I also think we need a big running back. We do have Chris Ivory right now. In free agency or the draft, I think we could definitely improve, improve, and give Shady some resting. Get time. some change up, you know, quick, quick cut guy and a big. Well, Shady's power. not really a quick cut guy, but uh, he's a one cut guy. Yeah, one good one cut guy and a, a good receiver and then a giant guy that's gonna smash your helmet in. Yeah, 
Christian Okoye. Yeah, Christian Okoye type run. I can't believe you know that name, but yeah, that's what do you mean? That's from knowing Nigerian Christian Okoye is a legend. Yeah, legend, legend in our own minds. Um, I don't know what. Oh, Robert Foster. What What do you think about him? I don't know. Is he on the Bills? He was that really no, fast. No, I know, I know, he's a receiver. He's I was a, just teasing. He's that really fast receiver. I don't know. I, uh, I think we had a bunch of guys that should be on practice squads, playing receiver for us, and I think, uh, I think next year get a couple receivers, it's gonna be a lot better thing. Yeah. I think number one, we got dress receiver. Number two, offensive line. Number three, plays Kyle Williams, and go from there. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you on what we need to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a practice squad guy in Robert Foster, but I think that's because he proved himself. The only problem he had, I think, was tracking the ball and drops. Because if we look at his stats, when he did catch the ball, he had a 20.04 average yards per reception. Yeah, he came on strong, man. Every team's got a burner like that. and You need someone like that, but he should be like the third receiver or the other end. Yeah, so we got a star and a good slot guy. We need a... Robert Foster's definitely emerged as a receiver that can start for us at slot or as our burner. We got a young quarterback. We need some guy who can dump the ball off to, like, not Edelman, not as good as Edelman, but, like, maybe a Hogan-type player. Yeah. Quick cut's going to hang on to the ball make the catch. You know, get, get so we can get rid of those third and fours and third and fives and actually make a few yeah. instead of coming off the field and punting the ball away. It's just we need those. That's what we need. That'll keep us on the field, and then he can hit the deep ball. Special teams, man, this year. They're kind of disappointing. Yeah, well, we already had like four punters and uh, two kickers. and Jeez, it was a rough year for special teams. But uh, injuries year. play a lot, of, lot with that, I think. Yeah, I know. But, like, I mean, you can't really improve special teams too much. You find the player that you most believe in, and, yeah. I mean, usually they can get the job done. So. Yeah. That's another good quality podcast, man. First and 12. Brought to you by Mrs. Caveman's Design Studio. Also brought to you by Caveman's Corner. The number one podcast for the 716 Combat Athlete. And with that, from the North Buffalo Studio. Wait, wait, wait. What? I have something to plug. What do you got to plug? Father Son Podcast on this channel. If you like the way I sound and if you like my thoughts... We have a whole nother podcast for that that we do every so often, um, and it's pretty cool. We talk about more social things than football, nerdy statistics. So go check that out. If you don't like him, I'm on it too. And with that, from the North Buffalo Studios, we're out of here.